0: So I'm going to give you something super scary um, along this line. And and this is a legitimate concern because someone almost immediately came up with something called a chaos agent. Basically, there's automated swats and you can pay for it in cryptocurrency. So the scary example is, hey, so-and-so is an enemy. Find a way to take them down.
1: Yeah, got two rules and uh, I'm establishing these two rules. One is I always keep smart humans like you between me and the technology, yeah. and I always create the resulting technology between me and stupid people. uh uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're using AI to make the breakthroughs.
0: That's the, it's self-iterating AI. It's basically the agents, the equivalent of the agents and again everything is going to change because of this because you'll just say hey here's the outcome i want and you will have this ruthless partner that never quits and has no emotion and no past or history to concern itself with Well, here's what's happened in the past uh, couple of weeks, Dan. You and I were at uh, Abundance 360 with Peter Diamandis. I'm actually in LA today uh, about to meet with him. Um, And AI was the focus of the show. And we've been talking about that quite a bit. The other thing, there were a series of other crazy things that happened as well. But one of them in the past week, something that's known as agents or agent GPT just got released. Now, mind you... As of right now in recording, ChatGPT came out about five months ago, and it is one of the most talked about, and it's also the fastest adopted platforms in the history of mankind. Um, and it's already shaping and reshaping industries. Then Agent GPT came out, which is basically a smart agent. You tell it what to do, and it'll solve the problem and iterate, unlike regular GPT where you have to give it a command. And then it comes back and it's done with it. And then you have to do yeah. it again. So it's up to the human to iterate. This is a self-modifying and in- semi-intelligent thing that came out in a week. And it, as of right now, it's being downloaded at a rate that is expected to probably be as faster, even faster than GPT mm-hmm. got adopted. Um, mm-hmm. And there are some people who are saying this will sh- change the startup world because, startups can create businesses that need very few employees in days or weeks and bootstrap them meaning vcs the notion of vcs is going to change hollywood could be changed because you could basically say i want you to create a simpsons character or a simpsons show modeled after this but based on current events and it will start rendering a real time show um and and this is the foundation of some scary times but also some remarkable times for those who take advantage of it sooner. So that's a starter for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was just doing a particular history check <clears throat> on when new things are created. And you know, um, so one of the reasons why Greek philosophy is still talked about, you know, Plato and Aristotle are still talked about today is that the Greeks were uh, one of the earliest um, <clears throat> ethnic groups, if you will, because it, it wasn't really a country, it was a whole bunch of cities, but they were the first ones who adapted the alphabet as the basis for <clears throat> um, for their language, for reading and writing. And the Greek, yeah. Greek, uh, Greek thinkers were the first one to make maximum use of the... Um, of the alphabet, Uh, as opposed to countries that had like symbols, like uh, in, uh, you know, the Egyptian pyramids, they have all these symbols for words. And uh, in the Far East, uh, the languages are still ideograms. In other words, it's just 26 letters, you know, that you can use infinitely. You can recombine and combine them so just to say that and that spread really really quickly because the greeks had such influence it mean, doesn't yeah. mean they were the smartest people on the planet they were the just just the new ones to take advantage this was around 800 bc when it first started and then they had generation after generation of thinkers who were putting their words down in writing and they could spread throughout the greek world and then you had new thinkers that came along You know, so there's models, there's models for this in history that anytime you get, anytime you get a new capability, the establishment status quo will be last to take advantage of it. And therefore, um, a new establishment will be created in their place. So, yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to get a historical view that We're always saying this changes the whole world, but uh, humans have been creating new things to change the world from, uh, basically, I think it's what humans do, you know. Right. In the book of Genesis, God says you can do anything you want in the garden, but you can't eat the fruit of the tree of um, knowledge of good and evil. And you tell a human not to do something, and you've just created catnip. Uh, Humans are really into catnip. And uh, the reason is that God had to give his creatures free will. So he gave them a choice that would be disobeying his rules, and they mm-hmm. disobeyed. He says, okay, now you have to go out and work. You know, I, I created everything for you, but now you have to go out and work by the sweat of your brow, and you got to labor and everything else. But he wanted creatures that were independent, so the way he did it, he just gave them something that they should not do, and they did it. Yep. so toronto to bring it up to date with your topic um the toronto school board which controls all of metro toronto and it's a population of 6.6 million so you can probably figure out that a lot of them are in the school system the young ones mm-hmm. they they banned it that every um <clears throat> server in the toronto school system had to t- take chat gpt off okay and i said boy that was a really clever way to get all the kids interested in ChatGPT.
2: Oh yeah, and
0: in the meantime, every single one of them can access it from their phone. Okay. <laughs> and have you ever met? Have you met a kid? Uh, over
1: I mean, the they don't use the school. They don't use the school server. You yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah.
0: That's it's, it's um, you know what what we have. So I'm going to give you something super scary. Um, along this line and and this is a legitimate concern because someone almost immediately came up with something called a chaos agent
1: and uh i, I read the article what's... i read the article
0: you did okay and yeah. if you 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 so you heard about the swatting that takes place
1: oh yeah the yeah.
0: swatting yeah so so basically there's automated swats and you can pay for it in cryptocurrency so the scary example is hey, so and so is an enemy, find a way to take them down. Yeah, yeah. And 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 right now you can basically create indiscernible uh voice replicas. In fact, this is how I, I got Norman Lear's attention last week. I went over there and I trained, I taught him 101-year-old guy. Um, arguably, now this is a crazy stat at one point. His shows commanded 120 viewers per week combined, which is more than 120. Super-
1: uh, put a bigger number there. You said 120. 120 million. 120 yeah, see, million people see, per week. Okay, That changes the context, uh, the difference. Yes, I'm sorry. If I didn't say million, million,
0: my brain was getting ahead. But here's the way I, I got him. I put together a presentation, and um, I knew one of the ways to get him um, was to um do something with Archie Bunker, so um, uh, and in fact, I can play something for you um, as an example here to to illustrate my point but but here's here's here was the opener that I got him with, okay, so this is Archie Bunker, so what we're looking at is a hundred percent synthetic, of course, yeah, and I'll play this for you.
3: Hey there, Norman, listen up because I got a pitch for you. Now, I ain't one for your liberal mumbo-jumbo, but I gotta admit, this idea's got legs. Picture this. You and me, two guys from different sides of the track, stuck in the future, trying to find our way back home. Now I know what you're thinking, Archie, why in the world would I want to work with you? Well, let me tell you, it's because we got something special, a real chemistry between us. Our differences, that's where the magic happens. We'll be like oil and water, mixing together to make one heck of a show. We'll face all sorts of challenges in this futuristic hellscape. Navigating through the world of smartphones, electric cars, and who knows what else. And as we're fumbling through it all, we'll learn from each other, growing as people, and showing the audience that change ain't so bad after all. I'm telling you, Norman, this is gonna be a smash hit. It's got heart, it's got humor, and it's got the two of us. If we can make it through this wild adventure, we'll have ourselves a story that'll go down in history. So what do you say? Let's make this show together and show the world what Archie Bunker and Norman Lear are made of.
0: All right now, what I did then, and and every single thing you saw there was synthetic, and I sampled basically, what I did is I downloaded about thirty minutes of all in the family episodes, and I isolated just Archie, uploaded it into a tool to create that voice. Um yeah. and then he speaks Yiddish, of course, and he always talks about speaking yiddish, so i'm I'll just play the first sec part of this, but this is the second one.
3: Hey Dorton Norman, her ich habe It's ich bin nicht einer liberal mumbo jumbo over Anyway,
0: that was um basically the the way to hook him. And then we sat in his living room and I demonstrated how ChatGPT works. Here's a little little video clip right here, and he's totally engaged and giving me commands on writing screenplays and scripts of course now he still thinks in terms of sammy davis jr and red skelton and and uh
1: Uh, that's okay his
0: references yeah yeah yeah, totally
1: no i mean that's uh, what i was doing yeah yeah i mean he uh bring it uh, bring it back i mean use any uh resource you want to use
0: that was that was what was great. So then we I showed him how I was basically creating synthetic characters, created artificial actors, yeah. um um storyboards using the tech. And um his number one question was how is this technology gonna affect families? What's it gonna do for relationships? And um well, so I, I gave him the dark side and the light side through my lens, yeah, which is sure. you know it's gonna profoundly make creative people more creative and uh i actually t- described you and told the story you said um uh, it's gonna make stupid people stupider
1: yeah it's a well stupid yeah, the thing uh i've got two rules and uh, i'm establishing these two rules. one is i always keep smart humans like you between me and the technology yeah. and i always create the resulting technology between me and stupid people uh-huh yeah two rules uh, two rules and uh it it creates a uh it creates a um friction-free world (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah
0: well that's a writer downer for sure that's um that'll be our our big quote for the show i think
1: yeah yeah because it's who not how you know i mean Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna let uh, Gord uh run ahead because he's gonna download Agent GPT right away and he's yeah. going to you know he's going to do an analysis of all my other podcasts. Okay and he'll see what the hot items. And I'm working with uh Joe Stolte on the weekly newsletter, you know his, mm. oh, yes. Uh, AI uh-huh. AI newsletter. And Joe just had his first coach workshop yesterday in, oh, in, great. in LA and uh you know and we really hit it off at genius because he came in the last genius um in march and um and i went up to him afterwards and i said i had a checklist of eight things that i was looking for for this particular meeting and you just checked seven of them okay and and uh and he says well i wanted to get you into the my newsletter uh, stream he's got about 90 newsletters going out now, and he yep. said, "Because um, you're the most quoted person in all the other 90 newsletters."
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. For sure <laughs> so he said So why don't I go to the source? okay. And, um, yes. But I like it because I send him a triple play, one of our tools for those listening. Mm-hmm. and I just showed him how this newsletter actually becomes your marketing director after about uh, three months, because it tells you what brings your central value creation together with the people who really want that value creation. It actually joins you yep. up with the market. So I said, right. the more we develop this newsletter and that the AI adjusts itself every time you come up with a new installment then we'll we'll do it but um so so it's an i mean uh, it's a fascinating you know it was like um the greatest piece one of the greatest pieces of intellectual property in the history of the world was the american declaration of independence you know yeah um, yeah you know, to give in a contrast the first line of the canadian uh founding document is called the North American, the North American Act. Okay. So this was and uh, so the first lines of the, the uh, declaration of independence are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Okay. The first line of the British North American Act is we're doing this for the sake of peace, order, and good government. Well, there's a big, big uh, difference between life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and peace, order, and good government. <laughs> you, have sure. to, you have to choose one. You can't choose both. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so uh, I live in Canada because I like peace, order, and good government, but I make my money in the United States because it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. it's. Um...
1: Yeah, but, but yeah. I think you're really on to something, and the fact that people are so eager to get your creativity and insight is an indication that you're really on to something. I think you've amplified your capability.
0: Well, it's the number of uh, calls and opportunities that I've gotten in just in the past two weeks has been mind-blowing. Um uh, lots of celebrity inquiries. One of the people who brought me over to Norman Lear's, Lee Stein said, "I can walk you into every Hollywood agent's office if you want." And um, and then somebody, I know Lee, said,
1: St- Lee Stein. I talked to Lee Stein for uh, for about two hours along he with- list. He
0: said it was the it was the highlight of his entire trip. Was sitting across
1: from you. So Stacy, that uh, woman from Intel, from uh, Intel. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I I just showed them what we uh, what I had done uh, with um, Tim Nelson. I I took the main features of his funding model, how he worked with billionaires. And he's got that. And Keegan, Keegan and his team are already going to work on it that the big concept for him, his cures are great, but he's got more than one cure down the road. He's got a whole bunch of cures, but his funding model is the game changer. And that is that you you have a growing club of billionaires who want to fund a single cure in a particular area with a particular scientist. Okay, and he had one that he wanted to talk about. So using Tim's model, I walked, I walked uh, Lee through what it would do with the one he's working on right now yes and and um, and he was so surprised as you go level to level uh, what actually happens
0: yeah he um, so Lee's been one of my great friends and mentors for almost 20 years here in San Diego he told me
1: that too he told me yeah. that too yeah yeah, yeah. And, he was uh, great he was great he, he was great. Well, apparently, I, I think my uh, line that I'm pro, pro-Israel pro was the thing that really connected. You know, uh, I said, you know, I said, there's a, all sorts of wildness and weirdness that's going to go on in the Middle East. But he sa- I said, uh, um, I bet for the home team, I said, we got everything in common with one country. We have nothing in common with the other countries. <laughs>
0: right, right. Well, that that could have definitely gotten him. And and if you deep dive into his background, um, he he is definitely one of the most profound thinkers and incredibly well connected guy. I mean, he. Yeah. Um, so right after a three hundred and sixty, he said, "Well, you ought to come over for uh, dinner. I've got some people you want to meet." And of course, Stacey Shulman was one of the people from Intel who commands a massive budget over there and is involved in some very big things. And then uh a director and founder of another AI company uh was over there and, and a couple others as well. And I'm I'm going somewhere with this. There's a there's a quite the story. So this guy was ranting and raving about how ridiculous um this new change in Chat GPT was. And he's he is bragging about how, how much he knows about AI and how their platform uses AI, and that this is child's play. <clears throat> and Stacy shop. Stopped him and said, with all due respect, and of course, I was boisterous about it. I said, look at the, this thing is going to be so amazing. and He poo-pooed me right away. And she stopped and she said, nah, you probably ought to listen to this guy because if you might think you know what this is. If you haven't looked at it in the past week, you know nothing. And uh, I proceeded to show him some stuff. And by the time our little half an hour was done... He was texting me nonstop for the next three oh, yeah. days, wanting to know more, wanting to know more. And because I showed him how I could create a training program that would have taken him, um, you know, probably five million dollars and six months in a day. And uh, and that was just the start, right? It was yeah. like his brain started it, you noticeably see people's brains fry when they see how time collapses, capabilities are multiplied and you're no longer limited by time humans it's your imagination that gets in the way
1: well yeah and as the other thing is um uh what kind of investments and bets uh have you made throughout your entire lifetime because everybody's got a direction to their guesses and bets and that's our lead exercise at tuesday's uh free zone um you know, what are the best guesses that you've made that turned out to be best bets and what are the guesses that turned out not to be great bets, okay? And Mm -hmm. usually it comes down to people that you've guessed about people and you've bet about people. So one thing, I just got an update for my workshop on Tuesday, we're going to go back and revisit the perfect fit, okay? because you have some criteria now because you've uh, you've talked to a whole number of individuals who are really yeah. interested in what you're doing but not all of them are good for you okay mm-hmm. so, so we'll have you go through and identify the seven characteristics that are good for mike okay yes yeah um
0: i will you've been working homework. with this
1: you've been working with us for five months and, uh, you know, and so yeah. you've, got, you've got some, uh, you know, you got some uh, mileage in already. I mean, uh, compared with other technologies, you have the equivalent of years of experience in five months that uh, would have taken you five years uh, with one of your other technological ventures. Yeah. and, and Can I give yeah, you another idea? Sure. No, I... I... I was take, hoping the, it. take the three com- a company you know we identified your six companies okay take uh-huh. the three take them three at a time and put them into a triple play okay so these are the uh-huh. three so how does company number one connect with number two how does two and you'll see that you have an enormous amount of gold in the past that you can now reuse mm-hmm. you can reuse your whole entrepreneurial career now of tests that you did with other forms of companies that you can now get a big picture forward
0: yeah that's um i've been intuitively doing it but now with a framework like triple play i will give that um
2: that's going to be my meditative work um over the weekend so um
1: yeah anyway
0: what i was Thinking, but but thinking, you know, just uh, just
1: your two uh, thing. What, what you're being given is a marketplace indicator that anything you want to do in this realm, you're going to have eager buyers.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's it's uh, all it takes is a quick demonstration, and um, I don't know if I can say it on this show, but I'll just say I got um, one of the biggest names. Uh, in the world, called up and asked me to present
2: on his platform in two weeks, um, and the right now, what
0: the number one thing is is show me what it can do for me. Right, that's uh, obviously what everyone's thinking in the back of their mind. But there isn't a part of life that can't be affected dramatically by this technology right now. Um,
2: and it's I, I i in the past so i got exposed to ai in the
0: 1970s uh, for the record um there was a programming language called lisp and um a guy named marvin minsky was one of the first to coin and talk about ai and do the work
1: yes, and um, i mean that's so uh, Ray curse a great curse by his mentor
0: yes yep going way way back and um, wow. he and another guy named Donald Knuth, who really shaped uh, programming languages. But the problem was, until recently, unless you were a real data nerd, there wasn't really anything you could do with with um, AI until the perfect interface. It turned out was chat, and now, of course, and even then, we kind of had it in our phones with Siri. We, but it's but you know. It it the contrast it creates suddenly is you realize how bad everything we've been using is. You know, you wake up one day and you're like, man, having this rock and this lever sure is great. And then you realize that levers, you know, like the materials, the raw materials are so primitive. And it's like, boom, uh, a gigantic lens. It's like one day you're flying a spaceship,
1: and it's well, let me ask the next you a question day. about what you just said to what degree could you not be jumping on this as a huge opportunity if you hadn't jumped on a hundred other opportunities learning the foundation stones of what got you here, you know? And- Yeah, you know,
0: I, think, like, I think it'd be more of a shiny object- I think accepted. there's,
1: a, there's a, yeah. an emotional, psychological thing that one of the reasons why people uh, will not uh, take advantage of this is because their history is not taking advantage of anything, mm-hmm. so their entire nervous system rejects anything that's going to disturb their past.
2: Yes, oh,
0: you're not hell
1: disturbing yeah. your past; you're just reutilizing your past.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, that I think this is,
0: you know, uh, I can remember it wasn't that long ago when people would say. I'm never going to use a fax machine and then I'm never going to use that email. A mouse, what the hell is that? That's stupid. You know, um, I distinctly remember those. And this, this year I was at a family reunion and I used to get a lot of crap for being a nerd when I was like 12 or 13 years old by my cousins who were all jocks. Like they were bodybuilders and rock star studs in their day. And one of them who used to give me the biggest pile of crap walked up and he goes, I am a dumb welder in Iowa. He goes, "You are so right." Um, no, it turns out he's not dumb. He's an interesting guy. Well, the other thing but he is just basically uh, one walking of the biggest, up and licking, licking his wounds.
1: Yeah, but one of the biggest needs in America is reindustrializing the country. Is oh, welders, experienced welders. Yeah. He's going to make. He's going to be making. You know, if he already isn't, he's going to be. He's making He's
0: already fine. Yeah. yeah. He just, yeah, he just he's, his he's lamenting useful. was about technology though no, um, no. and
2: i yeah
1: well what if you've had four years of university and then graduate school to be a social critic and that's mm-hmm. your skill nobody nobody wants to hire a social critic you know yeah. yeah you got a, you got a master's degree or a phd in criticizing other people's uh, what other people are doing. Who, who wants, I mean, uh, that's a downer, you know, you don't want to hire a yeah. downer, uh, you know, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's basically the same as saying I was a professional weed smoker in college and I tricked my parents into paying for everything, but that's just me. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think there's better better ways to use your time. Well, anyway, I I um.
1: You're going to have to I, extend yeah. your lifetime extender by another 25 years as a result of this. People say I've wasted so much time. I said, "Well, just add 25 more years. You'll take care of the oh guilt."
0: <laughs> that that and I will tell you that you can compress time now. This is we are we've walked into a time machine where. Um. And I, 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 I you know, over the past four months, Dan, I am waking up regularly at three or four in the morning. Yeah. I cannot sleep because my imagination, yeah. I, I, I'll even go so far as to say one more thing. My brain has been profoundly rewired. I think in AI now, yeah. and I develop commands and instructions that have enabled me to become significantly more productive and more inspired than, than I ever, ever been in my life.
2: I feel like I'm, like, in my teenage years, just discovering computers for the first time.
1: But so. you've got, no, you've got 40 years of discovering computers. You know, uh, I mean, the whole point is be, be kind to your past. hmm You know, there's this guy, uh, Aubrey de Grey, I think. He's one of the longevity yes. people. I know him. The,
0: one of the strangest uh, men I've ever met.
1: Yeah, and he's got this line, if you're not embarrassed who you were a year ago, you're not growing. And I said, so that that sounds like a pretty entrenched uh, mindset that you have there. So when in the future are you actually going to be happy with your past? You know, uh, I mean, if your thing is that you're always embarrassed with who you were a year, that sounds like a really deeply entrenched mindset and habit. Uh, So... uh, do you think this? Uh, all it means is that you're, you're, by living forever, you're just going to extend every year. You're unhappy with everything up until a year ago. <laughs> I said, yeah. that's, a, that's a dumb, that's a, that's a dumb way of treating yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, that's, other people yeah. get value from him. The question is, does he get any value from himself? Yeah.
2: Yeah. He, um, I've I've known him for a long time. I
0: met him through a mutual friends, going back more than ten years ago. And I and wow. he has he had an extremely strange lifestyle uh, beyond the work he does. Yeah. So um, he he definitely like he was like if you go to Burning Man, he was Burning Man weird. Yeah. Um, meaning Burning Man people would think he's weird. That's the kind of strange he is.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, now,
0: brilliant dude, fascinating to listen to, fun beer drinking buddy. Um, and, uh, for a guy who, um, uh, talks about longevity, um, drink, and I don't know if he still drinks a lot of beer, but he'd be like, well, I'm doing this for other people. I'm not doing it for myself. Something along those lines, you know, big, he had, like hairy teeth, you know, he just not the best, just. One of those guys who just kind of like came out of an Irish cave. Yeah. Yeah. And Well,
1: well, um, fortunately, I have an ocean between me and Ireland, so I don't. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You know, I mean, the whole point is that, uh, you know, there's a joke, you know, uh, what's Irish Alzheimer's? You forget everything. Uh, you forget everything except the grudges.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, right, exactly. Embedded.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, right. There's one more historical model I'd like to give you, and it has to do with Gutenberg. So 14, generally 1450-ish. Is, Ninety-two or yeah. Yeah. 1450-ish is the time. Okay, when, and within about uh, 30 years after Gutenberg, there were like 40,000 printing presses across northern yeah. Europe. Northern Europe, not southern Europe. Okay. So, and the first use of the printing press was actually legal agreements and, um, and uh, you know, um, um, training tra- beyond Bibles? Well, Bibles, uh, yeah, right off the bat, but the, actually the real ones were commercial things. They were like, uh, you couldn't create the um, um, national state until you had the printing press because you have to publish uniform rules like border mm-hmm. rules and trade mm-hmm. rules, tax rules, and everything like that. So what it did is it created a new form of governance over the next uh, 200 years. And they were two of the bloodiest centuries in the history of the world. I mean, the Second World War, the First World War and Second World War on a per capita basis, the, the religious wars over the next 200 years were as bloody as the First World War and Second World in, in relationship to the population. Okay. So anyway, one of the first things they found is that people wanted to read, but they were short-sighted. Uh, or they were long-sighted. I sometimes get them mixed up. And that is they were good at long-term vision because that's generally where the enemies came from. (laughs) uh They came from a distance. And so... They
0: couldn't focus closely. That's the... Okay.
1: They couldn't focus closely. Yeah. Long-sighted versus
0: short-sighted. That's
2: interesting.
1: The eyeglass industry just boomed because all of a sudden people had to correct their vision. And but the yeah. other thing that happened is that people started reading in private okay because reading had always been a public uh, except for some yeah. monks and academics you know the reading was not something that was done by yourself in your own room and just uh-huh. thinking about what the author was saying or what the rule and um about <clears throat> you know um a hundred and 2530 years after Gutenberg, uh, this playwright called Shakespeare pops up. Okay. And uh, he introduces an innovation, which totally changed modern life. And that is, people have conversations with themselves. So Hamlet and Lady Macbeth, and, you know, Othello, Iago, they're all sit, they stand on stage for 15 minutes, and they talk to themselves okay and that had never happened and a lot of people believe that it was that practice of reading in private and having a conversation with the text that allowed people for the first time to actually have conversations with themselves okay so you you're talking how you're thinking in ai now well that would be the same thing as you acquiring the ability to read in private and uh you know and that was threatening to all sorts of for, uh uh mm. you know uh forces in society not just religious but uh you know kings and monarchs and you know and uh, warlords and everything they didn't want you thinking aberrant thoughts and everything and freud freud said that probably most of modern thought really comes from shakespeare you know, that uh, Shakespeare is probably the first person who really grasped that human beings can talk to themselves. And and uh, and really, you're having a conversation with result of, let's say, um, agent GPT. Yeah. You can now have a conversation with this, I don't even know if you call it software, is it? I don't even think it's software. What, well, it's a platform. It's a platform.
0: Yes, that's, it's closer to a platform simply because it is, it is, I here. I'll go so far as to say this. I think what we are witnessing in near real time, Dan, is the emergence of a, a, the evolution of mankind, because that's how profound this technology will be. And um, the evolution is one of choice meaning um, you're going to see such a dramatic difference. It's sort of like suddenly there's aliens living amongst us. And there's in fact an alien that is being um, created in near real time. And the evolution we're seeing, the hockey stick, and the fact that, that you know everyone's been talking about how AGI, basically machine consciousness, is gonna be here in 10 or 20 years. Anyone who has got half a brain right now can look at this and go, holy crap.
1: Yeah, but How this isn't it's... machine this isn't machine intelligence. This is human intelligence. That's Sample what I'm from. telling you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's precisely what's happening. Why why do people have this need to get rid of human beings? You know, I mean, take that through to its logical end. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah I mean, uh, yeah I mean, look at Norman Lear. I mean, uh, the reason why he responded to you is that he's a creative individual. Uh, yeah. Why Lee Stein, uh, you know, uh, is that you're he, he, he's a creative individual, he's just got a new tool, and he's just got a new mm-hmm. who he's just got a new who who can help him. plus, one of his own characters now becomes a creative partner.
2: Yes, Norman Lear. That's- Remember. yes yeah, that was, to... yeah, yeah I that's the way i framed it this is your
0: your creative first draft partner that never gets tired or frustrated and is evolving and and helps you evolve and i think yeah. that's the um um yeah. you know what this will profoundly do to the energy industry to governments to, to software to medicine to um there isn't a problem that it can't multiply or amplify And if it can't solve it yet, well, it, can it be will worked on.
2: quickly.
1: There's almost every problem that can be worked on, not through a committee, not through not through a bureaucracy. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I wrote a book in uh, 1994. That was my first book. It was called The Great Crossover. Okay. Oh. and And just have this checklist because – I read a whole series of uh, uh, articles about this new thing called the microchip. Okay. Yep. And and it was um, a series of articles, but there was a writer at the New York Times. I think he was the science or technology writer, and he wrote an article where he said, "This is the most interesting new invention ever because it's an invention that can be applied to any existing invention." Okay. But he says not only that it's an invention that can be applied to itself to make more powerful versions of itself. Okay, and Gordon Moore had already given more or less the game plan for this. He just mm-hmm. died. He just died two or three weeks ago, uh, Gordon Moore. But his whole notion, he said, and he was only using three data points. Okay, and he said from the first version to the second version, the cost was cut in half and the computing power was doubled. So it was two times two, it was a four times. Every time you create a new version, you get a four times, uh, you know, you get a four times. So, and uh, he said, as we go forward, he says, I can see two big social trends, uh, economic trends. One is that large organizations are gonna have a hard time with this because it will introduce too too fast a change that one they can even keep up with the changes but their way of thinking will not be able to even anticipate what the new changes are going to be in the future and certainly we've we're seeing the collapse of large organizations today this is before chat gpt you know and the reason is things are just happening too fast for the large organizations uh, to, to deal with. And they're they're intensely political inside. So nobody wants to see anybody else who they work with get ahead of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not even about the outside world. It's what's going on inside their own bureaucratic organizations. And then the yes. second thing that's going to happen, he says, it's going to favor entrepreneurs uh, because um, uh, individuals and small companies now will be able Mm -hmm. to have capabilities that it used to be only large organizations could have so so that's my checklist does it do the if you have a game changer you you have to check those boxes and i think the internet did that yes Uh, well i think graphic user interface was the first big uh first big jump you know, and I yeah. mean, Bill Gates said he that was the biggest game changer of his life when he stole graphic user interface from Steve Jobs, who had stolen it from Xerox. You know, yeah, yeah, and, and, and he uh, at at the trial because Steve Jobs sued sued him. Uh, Bill Gates says it's true, I did steal it from him, but he stole it from Park, you know, Park yeah. Labs yeah. in Palo Alto and yeah alan Kay
0: was the guy
2: yes yeah
1: yeah so Um, so the big thing is that if um uh, the bottom line here is it really favors creative add people who uh today's thought is more interesting than yesterday's best thought yes that is true
0: action taker Mike Koenig's here, and I just wanted to interrupt for a second and let you know that if you're ready to reinvent yourself and your business, go to connecttomike.com to learn more and book a conversation with me right now. All right, back to the episode. I'll add one more big idea that is relevant to, to right now, which is it's how all these things stack. So it wasn't just the graphical user interface. It gave... Uh, generation of people access to a tool that made it accessible, which in turn, they brought their capabilities and amplified those with this tool. And then more people started to collaborate. Um, so the an example of that happening right now is NVIDIA, which builds a lot of the chips. And then they work with TSMC, the big Taiwanese company, that a massive breakthrough recently in the way Um, they make chips and basically um, they're able to shorten. What takes a lot of time now to create chips is the fact that they have to do something called stereolithography, which is sort of like using light to etch and figure out the patterns to replicate these things. But figuring out where to put them all is super complicated and very computational intensive. And it could take months, like half a year to do it. And they figured out how to shorten the cycle by like 40 times. Yeah. Now, Here's where it gets interesting. Now they can make and design the chips a lot faster. And, of course, the chips, which are a lot faster as a result of that, can do that again and again. So it's an iterative yeah. process. In the yeah. meantime, there are stacked technologies that have made chips significantly more efficient to run. They use significantly less power and energy.
1: Well, and- that Intel, the guy from Intel was really giving us a view of how they're approaching the whole thing because the big problem is power and heat yes um the more power you use the hotter it is uh the you know and that's always been a problem for the you know for the computer industry period is just the heat of the computer and just an air conditioning cost you know just uh you know great yeah. I have a guy coming com- into I have a guy coming into um FreeZone who has had the one of the most popular labs in the United States for getting quantum computing uh experiments down to almost absolute zero. Okay. That
0: that is the breakthrough moment is room temperature,
1: um, room, room, temperature room temperature computing. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: That's yeah.
0: and that's where um and there's supposedly some massive breakthroughs in the labs right now um that revolve around that and
1: that's another and I bet where they're AI AI using I bet they're using AI to make the breakthroughs.
0: That's the it's self-iterating AI. It's basically the agents, the equivalent of the agents, and you know, uh again everything is going to change because of this because you'll just say hey here's the outcome i want and you have this ruthless partner that never quits and has no emotion and no past or history to concern itself
2: with but you Um, do but you do in other words
0: yes we do which is why we set up the appropriate um uh bumpers to prevent well, horrible things from you know, now, can I tell you. The biggest danger but, um, that
1: I see for strategic coach clients out of this, mm. they're going to be tempted to use their free days for work days. Ah, uh, yeah, and they're going to run into productivity walls because they're just going to be too mm. tired. And the other thing is, they're going to be driving their teams crazy. Hey, I got another idea. Hey, I've got another idea. I've got another idea. You know, so, yeah. Other, yeah. So,
0: so my, my, I don't disagree. And, and full disclosure, I've been using my free days because these have been my free days to do research and fun. To me, there's no distinction between the fun. However, I've noticed the fatigue. So, yeah, that's well, my the whole thing disclosure.
1: is people get fatigue being around you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a time, there's, I mean colby makes a difference here the strength finder makes a difference print makes a difference you know and there's and they're they're, the you know um um it was very interesting i've just written another new quarterly so i don't know if you got you'll get it on tuesday or monday or tuesday when you come to chicago are are you coming yeah oh yeah i'm I'm, I'm on my way yeah some people uh, this quarter it's been really busy Uh, And people are using the backup Zoom workshop at the end of the quarter, because we don't want anyone to miss their quarter, so they're doing it. But Mm -hmm. uh, the the new book, Capitalism and Everything Else, is this course. And it it just came out. And boy, I've gotten more feedback from this book. Uh, uh, Actually, the last two, Thinking About Your Thinking and... Yes. capitalism but the next one is called geometry for staying cool and calm okay uh. it's geometry with in quotation marks and there's three rules uh that determine the geometry for staying cool and calm the reason why i use geometry mm. is that the basic laws of geometry were written down in 300 bc okay by by euclid okay he mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm and he i don't think he was an innovator i think he was the great aggregator of all mathematical knowledge in the year 300 and uh, yeah. 300 bc so 2300 years ago and, and and nothing goes up and stays up unless it follows euclid's basic rules nature does not mm-hmm. like any angle except a 90 degree angle <laughs> and you see weird architecture which after they create it, and it's violating the rules of gra- the law of gravity, and they, after a while, your maintenance costs become greater than your construction uh-huh. costs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, the three well, rules are everything is made up. That's rule yeah. number one. Okay. Everything we've been talking about so far in this podcast was made up, you know, by somebody. Mm-hmm. sometime, you know, and... uh, uh <clears throat> Uh, it's very, very interesting, the concept of God, as far as we can trace it back, only appeared about 800 BC. B. Nobody nobody had a handle on God as God is understood today before, it's 2800 years ago. Humans have been, really? been around for a couple hundred thousand at a minimum, and but nobody had come up with the idea of God, okay? Hmm. So everything starts with an idea, and it's always a human who comes up with the idea and writes it down, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second one is nobody's in charge. Mm-hmm. And your last five months sort of prove that. Yep. Nobody's in charge of this. No, nope. I mean, the, the uh, tech titans would like to be in charge of this but they're not going to be in charge of it it's way
0: out of their control now it all got open sourced all yeah. these things can now run on your computer they don't even have to be on the internet these yeah. agents that's how they've compressed for all practical purposes what we'll call human knowledge as a data set
1: Yeah. that
2: runs this stuff okay
1: yeah
0: that and is the third the third is one true.
1: is life. life's not fair yep any time you create something new, you are favoring somebody and uh, unfavoring somebody else. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Norman, Norman Lear at 101 getting a handle on this is actually going to make a lot of 30 and 40-year-olds really nervous.
0: <laughs> well, plus he's got history on his side. Oh, right? yeah. No, sees the got, patterns. He,
1: no, he's got total credibility. You know, I mean, that's an important mm-hmm. thing. So this is yeah. uh, fascinating. Look what's happened to our thinking on this podcast as a result of this new, this new thing. Yeah, you know it's really interesting. Uh, yeah. We had an experience. So Keegan and his team, uh, Katie and uh, uh, Maddie, are his two main daily supports, and they came and. and yep. uh, uh, Katie's the one who actually puts together. Uh, the, certainly, in our case, she put together all the um, patent applications. So we had 22, which go in in about two weeks. They go in 22 patents. Wow! But what she did is that she she showed us the language that they have to use uh, to uh, be interesting to the patent bureau. You know, and it's like wow. a foreign, it's like a foreign language. I mean, that's. Um, Uh, Mm -hmm. And then she has a diagram of the structure and process of every one of the tools, okay, which is really interesting. And I was sitting there and I said, you know, this is kind of like finding a room in a hidden place in Egypt where all the blueprints for the pyramids are, you know, where all the blueprints for the Sphinx, Sphinx are, and I said, I'd never seen these tools which were created in response to the DOS issues of our clients, i mm-hmm. never, seen, I had never seen uh, mm-hmm. what these actually look like in diagram form. Not not ah. the tool form, the tool form, but what part of the reason is that Katie's been in the program for two years, so she's she can uh, use on. her own knowledge. Uh, she can use her two, two or three years. I think it might be three years that she's been in the program. She's in the ten times program. Yes and she just took us through tool after tool after tool and then we have 28 more that are going to be submitted before the end of the year okay and uh and it uh-huh. was it was really bracing you know it was really i mean it was kind of a i said somebody's just translated everything that we, we've been working with for the last 34 years into and to define structures and processes, and yes. um, and so at the end we were wrapping up. We were doing a positive focus at the end, and I said, "I've Kathy Davis was there because Kathy's the tool whisperer for Keegan mm-hmm. and his team, so uh, she'll yes. tell you what, she she'll tell you what every tool does from an emotional, intellectual, psychological, strategic position." and then they translate that into their language and into diagram diagram form you know yes. and a lot of them the diagram was on a facsimile uh, on a drawing of an iphone that this stuff could be on iphone and i said you know the process of going through this patent process is going to totally transform our understanding at coach of w- what we're actually doing
0: yes As I listen to you right now, um, what I would love to do is deconstruct. So right now you've had your own thinking deconstructed into a patent process. And what I would love to do is deconstruct the patent process into a chat GPT process. Mm -hmm. And um, so one of the things that I've been doing lately that is endlessly fascinating is I just grab a whole bunch of unstructured data, I throw it into Chat GPT or the agents, and I say, "Make sense of this. Tell me what yeah. I'm looking at," yeah. and it tells me really interesting things that I wouldn't normally see. You know, so for example, today I took all of our past uh, yeah. episodes and played data and said, "Now come up with ten show ideas, and for each show idea, come up with ten different unique titles." Um, so. And what it can iterate, and that's really what makes our thinking, what makes humans great, is we can't let something go. And it's our ability to iterate in our minds and iterate in the flesh, in the material world. That and it's the accidents that happen, right? It's it's oh, yeah. life. It's the, it's unfair the life
1: that. No, it's happens. the surprises. Yeah, yes, one of our that's what uh, makes it interesting one of the clients, uh, and I think you've met him in 10 times, Jason uh, uh, Regula, I think he's from Phoenix. And he's really uh-huh. big in the yes. mor- mortgage mortgage business. And he said, you know, I suddenly realized by doing the triple play that it's not creative if you're not surprised.
2: Yeah. Yes. Right.
1: It's your sense of surprise that makes it creative.
2: Well, that's the whole point of the tool, isn't
0: it? It's some form of both self-discovery. It's like a, cel- a celebration of history and self-discovery simultaneously. And you're connecting non-obvious dots. It's almost a tool for like a Ouija board derivation tool in a way. You know, it's a, there's something magical behind it. Yeah. And it's so simple. Yeah. That was, by yeah. the way, what... Uh, lee stein coming back to him he couldn't help but con- he was like you got to tell me more about this triple play dan showed me this thing and he was blown away he had clearly had his brain imploded in a, a profound way while while you were together
1: yeah well what he also happened, said he's, uh, he's going to join I the just, coach yeah i just yeah. asked the, the three most important achievements about the the breakthrough so far that he's dealing with. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I said, let's go in the three arrows. Now let's take two of the arrows and connect them into the first level of boxes. Okay. And he did. And all of a sudden he says, oh, wow, you're, 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 you're creating what the impact of this is going to be in the world, not just what it does better mm-hmm. than something else. And I said, yeah. no, you did that. I didn't do that. I, cause I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. And then we did the other three and there. And then we had this conversation with uh, Lee and Stacy and, um, uh, and, you know, and, uh, you know, and Stacy's kind of got her own, you know, her own world. And she's given an enormous amount of discretion. She has decision-making discretion. She has choice of project discretion. She has budgetary, uh, you know, and, uh, I mean, just the thing that she showed at a 360, where through, uh, through visual sensors, they can tell who comes into a store and wants mm-hmm. to steal something. They can tell yeah. by, his, it's usually a he, uh, you know, and, uh, and the gate, how they walk when they walk in the store, you can kind of tell that they're there to steal something. And then how they pick up something and the, just how they pick it up and mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. different from people who are actually shopping uh, with the intent to actually purchase it you know yep. and so what they do their response is they get a they, the uh, someone in the store is alerted to the fact that the person has nefarious intent intentions, nefarious intentions you know nefarious it's, a,
0: it's, uh, and with, it's and a little and bit of minority report there, but yes, and what
1: they do is they go up and talk to them. It says, are, "Are you finding everything you want?" And they just mm-hmm. engage them in a conversation. Yeah. Okay. And, and because the biggest goal of the person is to get out of the store with a product without having any relationship with the store, and they just established a relationship, yes. and they find they lose yeah. their they lose their intention, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, uh, you know um, Tim Larkin. Yes. You know Tim, and we've our entire team. About uh, I would say two thirds of our team have gone through his personal safety training. He came, uh, he came and put about eighty five of our team members through two days of, you know, how you deal with de- uh, personal personal safety issues like recognizing that you shouldn't be someplace and getting out of there really fast or setting yourself up to be a victim of an assault or a victim of. And we did that. And he said that the enemies of America, and let's just say the terrorist enemies of America, they have these sleeper cells. People who have been in mm-hmm. there living there for 20 years, but with an intent that they're going to do damage to the United States. And he says, and only about one percent of them ever follow through. And the reason is um, the uh, American, uh, the American society that they're living in corrupts them with choice. Uh, it uh, corrupts them with freedom, you know. And after a while, they're kind of caught between, you know, back where I live and where I came from. The, you know, the the evil doers who instructed me to do this, they don't have choice. Yes they don't have freedom but americans do so why is this the evil country and they're the good country and mm-hmm, he,
2: mm-hmm. they get
1: they get paralyzed they get paralyzed and they can't do it and i think that uh, probably the impact of chat gpt is going to um free up creative people from um being oh, vict- yeah. being victims you know Yes. Cause a lot, you have to admit that a lot of creative people have a high sense of victimhood about who doesn't listen to them and uh you know, you can't good get good people to work for you. And yeah. my, my my so my my sense is that maybe it'll just clean up the creative population a little bit and they, they don't have to drink themselves to death or take
2: uh Yeah.
0: It's better and, than and,
1: that, that just the result you got from analyzing our podcast is a bit like a, a drug high isn't it
2: yes and and uh it um yeah, you see patterns you didn't see before and i have i have
0: partners i have i have some of the best creative partners i've ever had before and now i spend more of my time instead of correcting people and telling them what to do, I'm teaching them how to become better, more capable- Or being pissed off, or
1: being pissed off, you know, and- you yeah. Know.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. I spend a lot less time because it takes me less time to fire up an agent and have it do something than it
2: does for me to even delegate any longer. Come here. Uh-huh. That
1: no, who you want is who's who actually have this capability. Because people are going to specialize, yeah. you know, they right off the bat, you're going to have, you know, who they are as an individual, what their Colby is, what their strength finder is. They're going to make use of the tool in alignment with who they are.
2: Yeah. You're right. You're right. Well,
0: let's uh, let's bring this one to a close because as usual, I think we uh, traversed a lot of ground.
1: Get oh, sure did. Uh, yeah, to put um, this one through, uh, sum it up. I mean, it'd be fairly really interesting what got so up here.
0: I believe me, I'm doing that, and I've, uh, as usual, I always have auto running in the background, so I'm transcribing this in real time. Plus, um, uh, I, I will have it do that. And and what I haven't yet done is train a language model with all of our content, but that's one of the things I'm going to be doing soon. Is basically building a a Dan brain.
1: Um, well it's a it's a it, it's a capability amplifier brain it's it's mm-hmm. all, all all the things all the capabilities that got talked about and amplified in it you know it's uh, you know it's a teamwork between you and me um conversation but conversations get really interesting uh, when they become you know and it's not data it's actually um you know, I have this model, I think I'll one of my quarterly books coming up, I'm gonna do it, and it's the D-I-K-W model. And uh, so data doesn't last very long, uh, you know, da- data, mm-hmm. you know, for example, uh, Howard Getson said that the average price on the big board in Wall Street now has like a 14 second um, life, you know. Yeah. Uh, price only stays on and gets changed every 14 seconds the price Mm, mm -hmm. so that's data data is very perishable okay and information is maybe a week two weeks three weeks information and then it's no longer interesting knowledge has a longer life knowledge can be you know can be months Um, some really good knowledge can be years But wisdom, wisdom. So it's data, information, knowledge, and wisdom. And there's this big jump to wisdom. Okay. Okay. And what you're bringing isn't data, it isn't information, it's not knowledge. It it is knowledge to a great degree because you're getting good at the um, use of the new tool. But it's Mm -hmm. actually wisdom it's actually it's it's 30 40 years 50 years of wisdom Mm -hmm. that you're bringing to bay and that that's really the premium price in the marketplace is actually wisdom
2: yeah is a wisdom
1: enhancer
2: yes man i am going to take that
0: one and run with it that is uh Let me that I um, mean, you're you're talking
1: to somebody talking to somebody who has 80 or 90 years of wisdom about um, what constitutes creative entertainment in the United States, you know, you got Peter with, uh, you know, uh, you know, probably 50 years of wisdom about um, how technology develops and, you know, and everything like that. And then you have Lee Stein with uh, a whole lifetime. But it's really wisdom that's being enhanced. It isn't data.
0: No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Data at the end of the day has, until it's interpreted interpreted and acted upon, it has no value. And yeah. if we go yeah. back to the full circle, to the first place you went today, when we opened up this podcast was, mm, let me go look through my history book, yeah. and you went right to
1: the Greek language. the eight hundred the and characters the alphabet it's characters, yeah, yeah,
0: so um and that that I think is the 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 place I need to spend a little time uh gnawing on this, which is characters, yeah, and language, and um wisdom, you said wisdom enhancers. And I think there's a new word that could be created here, a new, a word that, that represents a different, uh, a shift in thinking. And it's sort of like when you talk about thinking about your thinking, what if there is a third word that's, that takes yeah. and applies thinking about your thinking plus new characters and Wisdom enhancement. Well, and it's, what would
1: that be? it's really stories. You're telling uh, an entirely new story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I think the basic organizing structure of how our brain comes to grips with uh, with our experiences that we tell stories to ourselves and then we tell stories to other people. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You have quite a story to tell about the, uh, no, fr- from November 30th till now, you have a great story to tell. You know, and everybody's interested in the new story, but they want to know what it does for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're a yes. great you're a great storyteller. You know and i oh, think that's thanks. what one of the distinguishing features of creative people is that their stories are more interesting than other people's stories
2: yeah uh-huh you're that's uh, well thank you for that and, and and i do i you know when i think about
0: anyone who ever affects my thinking what do they all have in common they they are the best storytellers and I, oh. I i don't remember if i probably told you this before but Many years ago, I was uh, doing something with Tony Robbins uh, was at his house um, working on a studio, actually. So I was showing him how to produce his own content because before then, he, was always, he always had to have an entourage of five or 10 production people. And he stopped me and looked at me and he said, you know, I'm an entertainer. 80% of what I do is entertainment, 20% of its content, and unless I do it in that order, uh, no one's gonna pay attention long yeah. enough to learn and yeah. um that I found that whole thing very offensive the first time I heard it. I was like,
2: oh.
0: and then the more I thought about it, the smarter it became so anyway well, the well, other the,
1: the other thing Go entertainers ahead. uh capture other people's attention right you know you know and the um I mean just uh you know uh, people, for example um when we were at a360, I just took a pass. I went to the coffee shop when, um, um, uh, you know, when, <clears throat> um, you know, the the whole thing about the singularity and everything like that, you know. But that's basically what he said the first weekend. Uh, remind me of his name. <laughs> I'm not even at which one. Oh, at, at A360, it was uh, first thing in the morning, it was, uh, Who's the Singularity oh. guy? Singularity. No, Peter and him. i my, my. I just have a. Oh, uh,
0: but not Kurzweil.
1: Kurzweil, yeah, Ray Kurzweil. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. just took.
1: Uh-huh. A, I just took a pass on it, and the reason is it's been the same story for 11 years. Yes. Oh, yeah. He He, do, he doesn't. I mean, he's an inventor. He's got 80 patents. Yeah, he's
0: very boring. Yeah, he's not but, a good entertainer
1: well not only that but it's the same story you know i can just uh-huh. say there's not there's not going to be anything new to the story you know and, yes and yeah and, uh, no you, you lost know,
0: me for a second there i i got it yeah you're right
1: yeah you're there's right. nothing new to the story i heard the story the first weekend we were in silicon valley at the um headquarters for uh-huh. singularity and he told the story and i said i got the story and then the yeah you know five or six times during the a360 history he's told the same story and i said uh, you know yeah. uh, there's nothing new here to talk about you know and yeah. uh, and um, you know so the, the i mean it's an interesting thing but it's um yeah there is there's a religious aspect to it you know um you know i i've got a healthy dose of religion from earlier in my life you know and one of the values of that is you can spot a religion when you hear it you know you can spot yeah. you, can, you can spot you know that uh you know the messiah is coming except it's a technological messiah and uh-huh. gradually it'll replace us it's going to solve our problems by uh by killing us all off you know and I said, that's not a good, that's not a good story. <laughs>
0: no, that's not, <a> <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's, that, that, that's not, that's not a good story. <laughs> that's a bad story. You know, nobody yeah. wants, nobody wants stories with bad endings and the extin- yeah, yeah. extinction of the human race is not a good story. You know, I don't that's like cool. that story, you know? <laughs> All right, let's, uh... that's the one thing I couldn't stand about game of thrones. Oh, um, oh as opposed to the uh, Lord of the Rings, if you take the Peter Jackson work. Yeah. In the end, the good guys won, uh-huh. you know, with the, you know, in the in the Game of Thrones, he kept killing off the good good people. I said, he can't kill off the, uh, that's not a good story.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not just that. I, uh, it was just too blurry, you know, call me old fashioned-y, but uh, the blurry lines at some point you're like,
1: um Well, it was completely lacking, it was completely lacking in morality and ethics, you know, and yeah. you know, and I, yeah. I said, you know, uh, we created morality and ethics for a reason, you know yeah. it, it makes life more livable,
2: you know? yeah you're right? you're so right well yeah. well this is
1: this, that- uh, this is a, a, probably a the greatest tour of a lot of different landscape than I think we've ever pulled off in 40 minutes.
2: Yeah,
0: or so. You're right. It's been, um, uh, I'm going to be spending a lot of spare cycles uh, thinking about this today. And then, um, of course, I'm going to go right from this frying pan into the fire of Peter and his team talking about inventing the next iteration of a360 that'd be good and um and uh it's going to be a profound day it really is and i've been spending the past two weeks preparing for it as well so i've had a lot of cycles a lot of iterations in the background and peter and i have been dialoguing daily now for a few weeks so um well you know, one
1: one is, thing I think, and well, I haven't talked to Peter since, so I'll be doing okay in the in the co- next couple of weeks, I'll probably be doing a podcast with him. But one thing that I really noticed in the difference of the presentations that uh uh that stories where it already exists and it's available tomorrow are a lot better than mm-hmm. predictions predictions of what might happen,
0: oh, hell yeah, yep. Yes. And it, that they're especially powerful to entrepreneurs who are like, Can I use it now already? Because yeah. they can see the incremental shift in their mindset, their thinking, their income, quality of life with that in their hands. Nothing better than a quick start entrepreneur, my friend. Oh, no, no. I mean, Steve
1: than... Jobs had this down pat is never talk about anything until you can buy it to, uh, tomorrow. Oh, hell
0: yeah god dang it you are Do so not right. talk
1: about things unless you can buy it tomorrow
0: yeah yeah all you create is resentment and frustration if, well, if not uh, uh,
1: you you're, you're, you that you're you demoralize people you know yeah yeah you, know, you, you put them into the gap right off the bat
2: true that true that all right well this was um it's... what a great journey this was this was great so uh, this, this
0: yeah. is
1: super so yeah. for
0: everyone uh make sure you forward this to so many love and we'll see you in the next time yeah, yeah, i'm so- gonna
1: send this uh, as soon as we get this packaged um packaged uh gourd let's um let's just send it out to everybody on our contact list you know just get it get it out to all the clients because they want to know how to think about this. The biggest problem with it is how do you think about it you know it's not uh yeah you know, you can't, you can't do anything with it unless you have some confidence about how you're thinking about it.
0: That's, um, so here's my little add to that. Here's what happened. Uh, so we've obviously incorporated using AI in every part of what we're doing now, and we're producing a lot more content. And what routinely people are saying is just watching you and your team use AI was worth the investment that I made. in in this whole program. And in the past, I sat and I stared at a a blank screen and a blinking cursor and I I occasionally typed something in and I got garbage and I thought I was stupid. And now I understand how to think Mm
2: -hmm. in the
0: language of AI, how -hmm. to think about AI, what to tell it, but also how to stack the prompts and Mm -hmm. then what tools... Are available and what things it can and cannot do, and those are those are the the distinctions right there
2: that make this this whole evolution possible. So, there you go, there you go. Great episode, Dan. Thanks. So
0: let's do a quick intro for that, and maybe you can do the you can start it off and talk about why you're sending it out to everyone and why it's important. That would be a great framer.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Hi, everybody. It's, uh, Dan Sullivan here, and I'm here with Mike Koenix. And, uh, 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 several episodes ago, uh, 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 Mike introduced the whole topic of the new AI tools that are now available to everybody personally that you can use AI tools. And, um, and then, um, um, the results of our podcast back that did not discourage Mike at all. He, <laughs> he, he, got supercharged. <laughs> yeah. He, he d- doubled down on his latest technological drug and, uh, anyway, and then he did a wonderful job along with four others of our clients at the summit that we have for the free zone program in Palm beach, Florida and uh but he's wound up I, I i think that mike was born a wound up person but he's really gotten a, a new fuel for being wound up so what we're going to talk about is just some actual uh engagements with the marketplace that mike has been through uh in just the last several weeks of uh, you know several weeks with some of the most amazingly creative people that you could name in the marketplace who are just fascinated with what Mike's knowledge and wisdom about what he's learned just in a five month period can do for them. So I just thought that this was, uh, um, a great, uh, I think this is going to be a great, great positive, um, podcast, and I think it's going to go in an amazing number of different directions. What say you, Mike?
0: Well, thanks for that, Dan. Uh, this has been probably the most, it's been the best five months of my 20 years, I would say, because so much has happened so quickly. And the amount of interest and capabilities, it felt it feels as as though we're on the precipice of a the greatest moment in human history in terms of how many things are happening and our ability to be more creative, more productive, and think differently about our thinking. And mm-hmm. that is, uh, so what I enjoyed most about talking up to you in this episode was how far you go in and how many different directions. And the first thing that you talk about As soon as we discuss what's been happening, surprise the hell out of me. So with that, let's let the episode speak for itself. But welcome to a new way of thinking about your future, a new way of thinking about the story you have, the language you use inside your own mind and the technology
2: boosts that you're about to receive if you haven't already started experiencing them mm-hmm. how's that
1: yeah just wrap up to you them know. okay well that's you, um, do, you do great you do great wrap up so that's, okay. that's great
0: all right oh you mean a wrap up for the episode, episode? no no just you Central. tell
1: people you know the usual thing about okay
0: uh, yeah 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 send us your so,
1: comments Send us right, your right. comments.
0: I'll pop that up. All yeah. right. So we have officially reached the end of this episode of Capability Amplifier. So here's what you can do next. First of all, I'm sure you can think of one, two, maybe 10 people who should listen to it. So forward it to them right now while you're still thinking about it. And while you're at it, head on over to iTunes and like, comment, share, rate. Give this thing five stars. That's what's going to help the algorithm help you help us. Help us help you even more. And Mm -hmm. of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, giving it a little thumbs up, hitting subscribe is going to also help share this message with even more people that can benefit from the wisdom inside it and also being exposed to Dan Sullivan, his gigantic brain and what strategic coach can do for you. So thank you so much in advance for your support and your help.